From E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with more of our 30th anniversary celebration. This week bringing you highlights from our 2006 season, featuring Devachka, Betty LeVette, Amy Mann, Ladysmith Black Mombazo, and more. Plus, a great E-Tuman Awards story. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, here comes our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Hello, everybody. It is so interesting to go back in time and listen to our older shows. They are kind of like time capsules. Back in 2006, which is the season we're featuring this week, Bush Jr. was president. The war in Iraq was still in full swing. But things are clearly not going well over there. Donald Rumsfeld resigned. And in music world, completely different thing. Bob Dylan put out his Modern Times record. Amy Winehouse's Back to Black came out that year. Springsteen does his tribute record to Pete Seeger. None of those artists came to E-Town that year. But a whole lot of great musicians did. And um, what you're going to hear this week are some of the best songs that we were able to choose from that season. In our first chunk of music, I visit with the wonderful singer Betty Levette. And then we play her cover of a Dolly Parton song together. And um, we're going to hear Ben Harper plays a beautiful song with a string quartet. And starting things off, the Colorado-based band that sounds like it could come from anywhere in the world, Devachka.
Yeah, man. Ben Harper, glad to have you back. Great to be back. Yeah. So um, you've always had a pretty serious side as a songwriter. And I wonder whether now having more kids and more time being a dad or whether just the world is a little more serious now, whether you feel the pressure to write in, in that vein more than you used to. Man, that is a, that's a really good question. And I'm not sure, I, I'm sure that is, uh, there's certainly a heightened level of that. It's, you, it's crazy because, you know, you go along living for yourself and certainly you can extend that to living for your family and your friends. So it's not living for other people isn't isolated to having kids. But you, what you're saying, it rings so true. All of a sudden, you know, you're living for other people and that does put a whole other spin on your world. Mm -hmm. Black Rain is a song yeah, about sure. concern about Katrina and yeah. some frustration. Yeah, but you know, I've got to sing that kids or no kids. Because, you know, what we're going through on an administrative level, on a political level, and a social, cultural level is, is absolutely unacceptable. And, yeah, it's unacceptable. We know it. I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know. This is probably one of the most intelligent crowds in the country here. But, uh, and, and I think a lot of it's just an assault on the intelligence of a collective culture, and I think we deserve a lot better. So, you know, we're just going to keep yelling until they hear us. Well, you look good. You look uh, healthy, and things like oh, things man. are going well, thanks. man. So thanks. it's great right to have you back. We'll get back to music, and we'll great talk to a be bit. back. I mean, what a great show! And thank you for all the years of uh, musical connection and support. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Hope it keeps up. Yeah. And thanks to the fans. You guys make it what it is. So thank you.
fingers touch upon my lips. It's a morning yearning. It's a morning yearning. Pull the curtain shut. Try to keep it dark, but the sun is burning. The sun is burning. Los Angeles, California, along with Michael Ward on guitar, Joel Clarkman, Elisa Park, Carolyn Buckman, Tim Liu on the strings, Mr. Ben Harper. 
right now I want to tell you about our next guest. She was born and raised in Michigan, recorded her first hit record when she was 16, went on to record for, I don't know how many, maybe almost 20 different record companies over the next 30 plus years. She uh, was in a Broadway production. She had a, a disco flirtation. She toured with all kinds of people, Benny King, Otis Redding, James Brown. She headlined blues festivals and people in this country still, many of them just did not know about this wonderful performer. Please welcome for her first visit to E-Town, the really wonderful, soulful singer, Betty Levette. This is such a treat to have you here, and it's also a treat for me to kind of get to know your story a little bit. Well, I was actually born in western Michigan, in Muskegon, Michigan, where I lived until I was two, but during that period, my family was the family where you came to have fun and drinks, and we had a jukebox in the living room, and it was quite a musical experience because there was music all the time, and You know, all of what was out in 1946, 47, 48. So whatever the current songs were. And my mother says that the moment I started to speak, I could sing the whole songs and they would stand me on the top of the jukebox. So a young kid, you grew up in this incredible musical party house in this happy environment. I mean, I don't know if it was a happy environment, but it was people having a good time. Oh, yeah. And 16 years old, you go into the recording studio and you make a, a kind of a sexy record. Oh, which was very, very embarrassing at the time because all of my friends, I mean, they were like your friends when you were 16. Did you actually go on the road? Did your parents go with you? Did you have a band? Or no, part of I went on the road or? the very first time. Barbara Lynn and I were the very first youngest people out there. It was Otis Redding's first national selling record, and he was still about 23 or 24. Barbara was like 18, and I was 17, just turning 17 on the road. On my very first tour, there was uh, Clyde McFadder, Benny King, Clarence Frogman Henry, Otis Redding, Barbara Lynn. You know, gosh, I mean, just before that, I was in the eighth grade, so I didn't know. (laughs) Now, were you traveling on a bus with all these people? No, by car. By car. Everybody was like 96 cars going down the road. And where'd you go? Oh, goodness, all over the South. Um, the Chitlin Circle. Chitlin Circle, the, yeah. The actual Chitlin Circle, you, which you consists of Miami, Atlanta, and Chattanooga, and just straight up the right. big cities. And you had to deal with, obviously, segregation, so you had to look for restaurants where you guys could find food, or how did that work? But it's so funny because it, it only became segregation after integration started because we just knew that we could not go in the restaurants and we could not go in the hotels, and we didn't even set out looking for that. You know, I meant there was already a black network. You knew where to go. You knew where not to go. And in retrospect, when I look at it now, just how very trained blacks were at the time, there was no confusion. Everybody knew what to do, not to cause any trouble. Yeah. And in the meanwhile, you know, you did a couple of other, I mean, you did a bunch of stuff that's really remarkable, too. You were on stage in a Broadway production with Jab Calloway. Yeah. I think that was probably the highlight of the whole 45 years. I mean, just knowing that... I can tap dance and Aretha can't. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I've been working all the time. It's been for small amounts of money, but I've never had the occasion to have to do anything else because I've learned to do this 
on a Broadway stage, in a little bitty club, on the radio, in an auditorium, wherever. And then you don't have to worry about a record. You may get one, but if you don't, you will be able to work as a singer all of your life. I understand, Betty, you're about to get recognized by the R&B Foundation, mm-hmm. another, another great accolade, and, and they just seem to be coming your way. And I just am happy that we've been, had a chance to discover your music and get to see you in person and Thank have you, you here. We'll get back to music right now. Welcome back to E10, if you would. <laughs> Betty LeVette. Thanks, baby. Thank you all. Thank you. 
Wow, Betty LeVette on stage at E-Town from back in 2006. Thanks to Ben Harper and Devochka. We'll be back with more after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town. Welcome back. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to some of the best moments from E-Town's 2006 season, 16 years ago. As you know, we regularly featured stories of people doing extraordinary things in their hometowns. And here's one of our all-time favorite Achievement Award stories, this one from Knoxville, Tennessee. And so we're going to go to the E-Town stage, and Helen will tell us more. Thank you, Nick. This story comes from listener Bill Allen of Talbot, Tennessee. He listens to E-Town on WUTK, and he's nominating Helen Ash and Ellen Turner of Knoxville, Tennessee. Helen and Ellen are identical twin sisters. They were born and raised in South Carolina. Their parents were sharecroppers. The girls grew up with great admiration for their mom and dad, who were huge influences on them. The positive lessons they learned from their hardworking parents have carried them throughout their entire lives. The twins both had careers as nurses, and it was during those years that they worked a lot with the poor. 
Though they're now both retired, they continue to work hard on a project they started several years ago. They're helping to feed countless people who are hungry and in need of care and support. As our nominator says, quote, they're amazing and inspiring, and they deserve the Achievement Award. Well, we couldn't agree more. Helen is joining us by phone to tell us more, so please join uh, me in welcoming one of this week's winners from Knoxville, Tennessee, Helen Ash. How are you, Helen? I'm fine. How are you, Nick? I'm fine. Thank you for joining us. So uh, you and your twin sister have been doing good stuff for a long time, it sounds like. Yes, we have, for 20 years. And I'm sure a lot of good stuff before then, too, because you were both nurses, right? Yes, we were. Now, your parents sound like they were very special people, too. Oh, yes, they were wonderful people. Mm -hmm. My family was sharecroppers. My dad had a third-grade education, and we always uh, talk about what wonderful parents we had because of the three truths that he taught us. And number one, he taught us there is but one Father, and that's the Father in heaven. Number two, he taught us there is but one race, and that is the human race. And number three, he taught us not to take the last piece of bread from the table because someone may come out as hungry. So we always equate the birth of the love kitchen with those three truths that my dad taught us. Tell me about the time when you started out as a nurse. Were you in a segregated uh, community, or were there a lot of poverty around you? Uh, well, that was in about 1958 when we became nurses. Segregation was just rampant at that time. And I worked with indigent patients. Mm -hmm. My heart went out to them because we're from a family where my mom and dad taught us to work for what we got and to share what we did get. And uh, Ellen and I have been working there since we were eight years old. So uh, after taking retirement, that was a void in my life. So one night I had a dream, and in this dream I was in a setting of a basement church where I was cooking and feeding people. Mm -hmm. so I conceived this dream in 1984, and it took two years to get it off the ground. How many people, Helen, when you first started, did you feed down in that basement of that church? The first day that we started, we had 22 people to come in. And you've been doing this for uh, 20 years. Do you have any idea how many meals you've served since you started up? Well over a million. You said well over a million meals, is that right? That's exactly right. Wow. And what kind of folks are you feeding? Um, the five H's, as I named it. And this is the hungry, the homeless, the helpless, the hopeless, and the homebound. Where does all the food come from, by the way? Well, i tell you something. Everybody there at the Love Kitchen is a volunteer, so nobody gets paid anything. We operate on uh, donations and grants. Do you mind, Helen, if I ask how old you are? Ellen and I just celebrated our 78th birthday. 78th birthday. Yes, sir. Oh, that's good. Yes, sir. It is wonderful. I'm assuming there is a website of some kind, right? www.thelovekitchen.com dot o-r-g all right so if somebody wants to find out about more about what you're doing and where you are or if they can help sometime they can just go online and find out all about it yes they can find out all about it where we're located and how to get in touch with us and that would be wonderful <laughs> yes and, and nick i'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you for this opportunity to make this awareness because this certainly will enhance the services at the love kitchen and i thank you so much 
Oh, or I'm, this opportunity. I thank you for sharing your story, Helen, and you and your sister have done a really great thing. And I just love the fact that you decided once you retired that you needed to give back and that you found a way to do it. And you've oh, helped yes. so many people over so many years. It's clearly given you something, too, along the way, I can oh, tell. yes, it is, honey. It's wonderful. And I hope sometime if E-Town ever comes to Knoxville, Tennessee, come by and see how the Lord is blessing us. All right. Well, Helen, thank you. Thank you so much. That's Helen Ash, along with her sister Ellen, winners of this week's Achievement Award with the Love Kitchen from Knoxville, Tennessee. Congratulations, Helen. Thank you. I have to say that those two who ran the Love Kitchen kept in touch with us. In fact, their pastor from their church even wrote to us to tell us about how much of an impact their Achievement Award had. They got publicity. They got a bunch of donations. They were able to buy their first large freezer, which they actually named E-Town. They were featured on Oprah. And he told us that a lot of that stuff started when we shared their story back in 2006. They are both gone now, but they worked well into their 90s helping people in need. Up next, we hear from British band Gomez. But first, we used to record one show a year at Red Rocks. And in this particular year, we did a show with David Gray and Amy Mann, and now we're going to feature a song from Amy Mann, live on stage at Red Rocks for E-Town, back in 2006. Thank you so much. I want to play a song from uh, the Magnolia soundtrack. And uh, this song is called Save Me, but... I like to think of it as the song that lost an Oscar to Phil Collins in his cartoon monkey love song. Of the freaks, the suspect, ah. 
Los Angeles, California, along with Paul Bryan and Jamie Edwards, Amy Mann, live from Red Rocks. Gomez. Thanks a lot. This song's called See the World. Senseless scene 
with nothing of significance besides the shadow of a dream. You sound like an old joke. You want out a bit broken asking me time and time again when the answers still Thanks, Gomez, and of course, Amy Mann. We'll be back with more highlights from our 2006 season after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana, on WWNO in New Orleans, Louisiana, and on KGLP in Gallup, New Mexico. As always, if you want more information about anything we're up to here at E-Town, 
Lots of stuff is online at etown.org. Welcome back. You know, in 2006, we recorded a show at New York's Town Hall with the Blind Boys of Alabama and Sarah McLaughlin. It was our Christmas special, and it turned out to be the day that they lit the tree at Rockefeller Center, and the whole part of town was just completely snarled up with traffic, and, well, we pulled it off. It was a really special show. Sarah and her band did a few non-holiday songs, and uh, here comes one of those. From the stage at Town Hall in New York from back in 2006. Come out at night That's when the energy comes And the dark side's light And the vampires roam your rest aware and your suicide ball and a cross from a faith that died before Jesus came in the snow smile I won't wash away Can you look out the window without your shadow getting in the way Yeah. 
Vancouver Canada, Sarah McLaughlin, along with the great band, Sean Ashby, Ash Sood, Brian Minato, Melissa McClellan, Vince Jones, and Joe Cruz. Thank you, Sarah McLaughlin. Up next, one of the really special moments in our history was when we welcomed Ladysmith Black Mombazo to the E-Town stage. Of course, we all heard of them through Paul Simon but they were doing what they were doing long before Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes came out. Here's my conversation with the late Joseph Shabalala, founder, leader, and even father to some of the members of Ladysmith Black Mombazo. Hello. Welcome, and uh, thank you for being here this time. We really appreciate you stopping by. Is, uh, am I right in thinking that the word Mombazo means axe? I heard a story at one point that it was because in your early days you entered a lot of vocal competitions and you eliminated the competition like an axe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You were right. <laughs> exactly right. That's why we were chased. They chased us away from competition. You were too good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is it also true that this kind of singing, I mean, had, it, had some of its early roots in among the mining communities, about miners who would uh, sing this style of vocal harmonizing? You are exactly right, and especially mining factories, people when they have no time to do something and they started to get together and remember home and sing those songs. They were lonely because the ladies were not there because those ladies who used to sing high parts. But it changed itself to be another type of music because the lady's not there. Right. And yes. things took off. I know when you worked with uh, Paul Simon, that was almost 20 years ago, I think. Exactly, you're right. Yeah. And uh, it was beautiful yeah. when we sang the song Diamonds on the Souls of His Shoes and Homeless. <laughs> yeah. Is that one... Is uh, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes one that you wrote? Uh, Paul wrote the song, wrote and then he invited me and my group to come. Yeah. And he said to me, could you please come and bless this song? Yeah. Could you please do something on top of the song? Yeah. And I started to say, Ah, And Paul said, yes, let's record that. <laughs> I think he was, I think I would have said the same thing, yeah, that's, that, sound, that sounds really good. So um, I had a chance to uh, once interview Archbishop Desmond Tutu talking about the times in South Africa about apartheid and particularly about after apartheid and forgiveness and trying to find ways of living together considering the atrocities. And it seems to me your music is filled with that spirit of Forgiveness, does it seem like that to you? Many people used to say that it translates everything. It touches the heart. It makes you forgive somebody. And I was very happy when they said that. Yeah. 
Did you ever imagine that the changes that have happened have come to South Africa would happen when you were, you know, if you look back 40 years? No, no. But we were just praying for it. We were surprised when they started to tell us that Mandela is coming out. And people were there praising and they were very happy. Yeah. Mm. And now you have four of your sons singing with you? Four of them, yeah. I was very happy because I know them, they are good. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, um, I want to just once again thank you for taking the time to bring your whole group and to sing for us and to <laughs> continue with this tradition that you helped evolve and continue mm. to bring such a sweet feeling to so many people who hear this music. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad to hear that. Let's get back to music now. And welcome back, right. if you would, Joseph Shabalala and Lady Smith Black Mombaza. Somebody sing, hello, hello, hello. Somebody sing. 
Somebody cries, why, why, why? Somebody says, he, 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 Somebody sing, somebody sing, somebody sing, somebody sing, somebody cries, somebody sing, somebody sing, somebody sing, somebody Well, Ladysmith Black Mombazo, such a beautiful sound. We have got time for one more song, and it's a good one. It's one of our all-time favorite finales. But first, I'm struck by some of the comments our guests made this week. Betty Levette talking about keeping her head down and staying out of trouble while she was on the Chitlin circuit in the early 60s at the height of the civil rights era in the segregated South. Helen and Ellen are award winners, um, nurses for the indigent, also in a segregated South. Ben Harper talking about speaking out, and of course, Joseph Shabalala talking about forgiveness after apartheid. We love the music, but these stories are important to hear, too. Thanks to our production team, Todd Ayers, Zach Littlefield. Special thanks to Helen Forster. Here comes Daryl Scott, the super-talented singer-songwriter, improvising with Ladysmith Black Mombazo to give John Lennon's classic song a brand-new flavor. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try No hell below us Above us
living life in peace. Oh, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you will join us, and the world will be as one, be as one, be as one. This is a production of E-Town. Well, one of our favorite finales. We couldn't play the entire thing, but if you'd like to hear the whole song, you can do that on the website, etown.org. That's the way it was in 2006. Some of the best moments from E-Town season. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.